1: This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to a very special edition of the Royal Blue Podcast. I am your host for today, Adam Jones, and I am joined by a very special guest, uh, ex-Everton star and FA Cup finalist with Everton, uh, Lars Jakobsen. Lars, thank you very much for coming on the show.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure.
0: Uh, how's post football life treating you now then
1: oh it's been um, it's been very easy to be fair um, <laughs> I played uh, until I was uh, 36 so I think <laughs> I got my uh, fair bit of, uh, of, of football um, right until the end so um, no I'm enjoying life I'm, I'm working with the Dan- Danish uh, television uh, station um, covering uh, most of the Danish football league also Premier League Europa League and the, the Danish national team so I'm still into football uh, just just on the other side of the screen, really <laughs>
0: <laughs> you made yourself a bit of a rest. To be fair, though, haven't you?
1: Yeah, that's 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 true. It's uh, no, I'm you know I'm I'm enjoying life now. I have a little bit more time with the with the family, especially in the weekends uh, when mm. I'm not working. And uh, yeah, I have two kids. They're also playing football, so I can be involved in that as well. So uh, it's a different life, but um, I'm certainly enjoying it.
0: Mm. Are you trying to bring them up to be uh, right backs like yourself?
1: <laughs> no, hopefully some, something something more fancy than right back. <laughs> no, I don't have uh, great expectations on, on their behalf. You know, they're just... Uh, uh, the big one is quite good. The, the small one is probably, uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty average, to be fair. So, no, just, as long as they enjoy themselves, it's, it's, it's brilliant.
0: <laughs> oh, well, that's nice. Well, I mean, you were a very, very good footballer yourself. You know, how did it feel to be nominated for Danish Football of the Year back in 2006?
1: No, uh, um, it, you know it's always a, a, a big honor to uh, to um, yeah to be nominated. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it was great.
0: I mean, you spent most of your career in like at home in Denmark, but in the early stages of your career, you made a couple of moves to uh, to Germany. You know, was it always your aim to play across Europe throughout your career? <laughs>
1: I think uh, for most football players, it's uh, almost uh, always a name, especially if you, you come from a smaller football country like Denmark to to go abroad. And um, uh, Germany is uh, is is not it's not easy to go to Germany, but you know it's very close to Denmark, and, and most people in Denmark speak German, so it was it was it was an easy move for for me. And I started off when I. Um, went abroad started off in, in Hamburg which is uh, just next to Denmark really so yeah, I only had two hours drive back when I wanted to go home so that was you know that was a soft start to to be fair um, uh, so uh, and I had two spells in Germany one in, in Nuremberg as well um, which was, was dominated by, by injuries uh, unfortunately so uh, but 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 it you know German football is also it's a big league and it's uh, it's very competitive and was uh, was a good good step for me from 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 the Danish league really. Mm.
0: Well, Jordan, your time in the Danish league, obviously you got quite a lot of Champions League experience on your time with Copenhagen, and you know there were a lot of there was a lot of interested parties, uh, Jordan, that time in Copenhagen after seeing those kinds of displays. You know, Everton were reportedly interested in you in your time. Then, uh, do you remember that being the case at all?
1: Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I remember we we played Champions League at, at home against Celtic and we won the game 3-1. Uh, and I remember um, I spoke to to uh, to David Moyes after the game um, uh, that that Everton uh, were interested in me. I chose differently uh, for some reason. <laughs> I went to Nuremberg, um, but. Um, I chose it because I wasn't too sure that uh, that I would I, I going to play regularly in, in Everton so I took uh, a smaller club in Nuremberg and then yeah it it ha- happened that uh, I got injured straight away <laughs> really in Nuremberg and didn't play uh, almost for the whole of the season and then um we went down and uh, then I got another chance at uh, at Everton and went to, uh, to Everton uh, after Nuremberg and then uh, yeah I had my my big sh- shoulder <laughs> shoulder injury so uh, you know it was it was the worst possible start for me uh, coming to a new club. I remember I, I trained for two or three days, and then we we played at home against Portsmouth, and uh, I was sitting on the bench. And then I went away with the national team and got, uh, came home with yeah with only one shoulder. Mm. The right shoulder was missing. It was still uh, laying on the pitch in uh, in, uh, in Lisbon. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a horrible start for me uh, at the club. You know, being out for for such a long time.
0: Mm. I mean, you've you've mentioned those injury hit times at Nuremberg as well. You know, how bad did those injuries get? You know, there were some rumours suggesting that you were maybe even considering a new career at that point.
1: Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I think when you in Nuremberg, I was out for almost the whole season. I think I played the last seven games, uh, which was also the case in Everton, really. And you know, when you miss out, you know. I was I was twenty twenty eight twenty nine. It's the best years of your career, I and mean, when you miss almost the whole season two years in a row, it's uh, it's not very good, is it? So um, yeah, it was it was a big blow for me uh, because after uh, some very good years at Copenhagen, uh, being champions and playing Champions League and so on, and uh, being uh, yeah regularly in in the national team, I I had to take the next step, and um, I couldn't because of the injuries. So. Um, it was um, very unfortunate but uh, it's you know it's it's how football is I, I, I was fortunate fortunate enough to to come back and um yeah have a lot of good good seasons after that uh, but but i still regret that the time especially at everton wasn't uh, more successful than it was um and and you know the story was that it was <clears throat> after after the year um, we also discussed if I if I if I could stay, and uh, um, but I got you know I got offered two years at, at Blackburn um, and and I chose that and that was probably uh, a big mistake to be fair uh, from my side I, you know I didn't fit in that team at all in the way that Sam Allardyce wanted me to play wasn't the way I wanted to play really so so yeah I was only there for one year and and, and I went to West Ham. Um, yeah, got relegated and then went back to Denmark. So that was uh, that was my career in England, really. Uh, three years. Um, yeah, some but but some very good memories too. Yeah, I, I love uh, I love the Premier League and uh, it's certainly the highest level that I, I've ever played on. So um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm you know I'm just you know I was happy that I tried it. Really.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, obviously we've. Spoken already about the earlier interest that Everton had. Did that continue throughout your time at Nuremberg, or was it maybe it's perhaps a little bit of a surprise to see Everton come back in for yeah,
1: you? Yeah, I, I think it was a coincidence. I, you know, I, ch- I chose Nuremberg, and I think it was. I think it was a disappointment for David Moyes to be fair, and, and I, I, I quite understand it because I chose a, a smaller club. Um, the funny thing was that that the Nuremberg played Everton at the Europa League that year mm. and, and got beat twice, I think. So so that uh, underlined that. Uh, pretty much um, but I think it was a bit of a coincidence really but uh, I think uh, Tony Hibbert got injured uh, just before the season or in the beginning of the season really and uh, yeah then the interest growed again because they needed a, a replacement immediately uh, so uh, that's why I ended up at Everton uh, anyways <laughs> so, so uh, a bit of a coincidence really.
0: Yeah and obviously like you say it was a one-year contract was that was that down to those sort of injuries that you'd had over the last year?
1: Yeah, of course, of course, of course. It was also a gamble for from David Moyes' side that um, you know I've been uh, injured for for a whole season, mm-hmm. so it, it will always be a gamble from from a manager's perspective. And uh, yeah, he didn't choose right because I got injured straight away <laughs> again. But it wasn't it was a different injury with the shoulder, <laughs> though. But uh, anyways, yeah. Um, I'm still uh I'm still uh, uh happy that I got the opportunity but very uh, unhappy that I couldn't uh, perform for yeah I think it was seven months I was mm. I was out with the, with the show it took a very very long time for me to uh, to recover.
0: Mm. I mean there were offers from Spain and France uh, at the time that Everton did sign you you know what what drew you to Everton at that time? Sorry sorry say again please. You know, there were offers from Spain and France for your signature back at that time you know uh, what drew you to Everton?
1: Uh, I've always wanted to to play in the Premier League. I, for me, the Premier League has always been been the biggest league in the world. Um, and when I got the chance, the second time I got the chance, I said I, I can't waste it again. Really, so <laughs> I had I had to take the the opportunity to go to uh, yeah to the biggest league. And then you know I you you had a, uh, Everton had a, uh, uh, some some great history with with a very big Danish player Thomas Grausen, that mm. which I'm actually working with uh, at the moment. Uh, so. Of course, I also spoke to him uh, in the national team, and you know, and, and he told me a lot of good things about the club, and uh, yeah, and you know, everything was was true. I I, I still think that that Everton is perhaps um, at least uh, away from Denmark the biggest and the best, the best club I've, I've played for. Uh, everything was uh, wor- working perfectly. Uh, from yeah from the the kitchen to the to the staff to everything was it was it was it was just top top notch with the new um training facilities at Finch Farm and everything mm. It was uh, very very modern and uh, at that time so uh, it was uh, yeah mm. it was uh, certainly a very very big club and the biggest club I played for
0: mm. I mean, you came into the club when David Moyes has been there for a good few years now. As you've said, he's obviously built up the club to be, you know, a real force in the Premier League. You know, what did you make of the way uh, the manager was running the club?
1: Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Uh, He he built it up very wisely and um, did it on his way. You know, the way that he wanted to play football, which is perhaps a little bit... Different than than uh, than uh, most football clubs play today, a little bit more direct and uh, uh, hardworking. And but but I like the uh, the mentality at the club. It, it wasn't you know there was a lot of good players like uh, Mikel Arteta and stuff like that. You know very very talented players. But but he made every player work very hard. And uh, I think that was his a uh, very very uh, good ability to have as a manager when you have a lot of uh, you know uh, stars earning a lot of money. You know he could make it work. Um, and to be fair, I think they, we got a very good result. That yeah, I don't remember if we were fifth or sixth or something like that. But but it was a, it was a good season. Also, uh, yeah, being in the FA Cup final. Um, but it was a very strong and solid team. Uh, I was a part of. Um, always a good atmosphere at the training ground. But but at the same time, uh, a very competitive in my, uh, environment. So um, yeah. I, I, I like the way he um, he also the way he trained David Moyes. You know, some players. You know, you, you can have managers the way you say oh, it's it's quite boring when you when you uh, when you go on to, uh, on the pitch and train, but it was always exciting and and high tempo and good atmosphere. So um, I enjoyed it. Mm.
0: Was there a real feeling from your side of things that you could perfectly fit into the way David Moyes wanted to play football?
1: Yeah, I think it was very easy to fit in as long as you you were an honest player and you gave everything. Um, um, I, I think he appreciated that. So uh, yeah, certainly, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the thing with, with, with me was that I didn't hit 100 percent because I couldn't. I couldn't reach it after being injured for for such a long time. You know, it, it would have taken me uh, a couple of months more. Um, I was starting to get a little bit into the team at the end of the season after mm-hmm. my injury, um, playing some games. Uh, I played it away at Portsmouth. I remember a home game against West Ham which was was decent but but then again when you've been out for almost a year almost two years you need you need several months to to get back into the rhythm and and the tempo and the you know the physical ability you can you can run all 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 all, uh, all day long around the training facility and and get in a in a in a good running shape But when it comes to to the pitch work and the, you know, and and when you have to play in the weekend in the Premier League it's, it's different so you need some mm-hmm you need a lot more time on the pitch you know in in, in being involved in games and uh, yeah mm. so um it was uh, it was difficult for me to uh, to hit my my best level at at that time
0: mm. you know how hard was it for you you know like especially when it started to transpire just how long the injury was going to take to heal you know how hard was it to sit through you know there was december january sort of months you know just yeah, having, was... having to sit on the sidelines it can not have been easy
1: no, it's it's it was mentally very tough. Um, and uh, you know, when I first got the news when I came back and I got the uh, got the surgery the, the you know the the, 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 the first uh, first thing I was told was it was going to take between 10 and, f- and 12 weeks because James James Warren had the same injury mm. just before me and it took him 10 weeks to recover <laughs> so and he was all, already running around at the training facility <laughs> and, and playing games and I was just sitting there looking oh okay uh, I know that he's 10 years younger than me but but anyways it, it ended up taking I, I, 25 weeks or twenty weeks or something like that and uh, at a certain stage uh, I was ready to to have another surgery really to just to to try something to to make it work because my shoulder was just it was stiff and it was sore and I couldn't you know I couldn't even throw the ball in I couldn't make a throw in so um, that's that's not very good when you are when you are right back <laughs> so so no but but at a certain stage we, we just kept on going uh with the fissures and that you know and then it's it finally uh, was all right to play football again, but then you need to get into the right rhythm, and and you know, Premier League is not a is not a league where just can you can you can play on 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 seventy five percent at least uh, at least not if you're you Lars Jacobsen from Denmark. You need to be at at one hundred or one hundred ten percent every time, and uh, yeah, therefore it was. It was, it was difficult for me, but um, at least I, I gave my best
0: <laughs> anyways. <laughs> well, that's all you can ask for at the end of the day, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, how supportive were David Moyes, you know, and the rest of the Everton squad, you know, through, throughout them sort of months?
1: I'm <clears throat> very, very supportive. Uh, also my teammates and my fishers, um, you know, i remember the when i compared to my time in germany where where i also was was injured you know there was a lot of pressure uh, on me uh, you, you need to get fit you need to get back and blah 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 and i remember in england you know they had more respect for for injuries you know and and, and giving injuries the time they needed uh, to uh, to heal and recover so i never i never heard any uh, any bad things about it and i and i can only imagine if you as a manager or as a club Get a player, or buy a player, not buy a player. They got me on a free transfer. But anyway, you play. They pay your wage, wage every week, and then you 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 look at him after three days coming back and, and, and being injured. You know it must be, it must be horrible also for for them. So, but I never heard anything uh, negative about it. So um, yeah, that's uh, and you know that's the. I'm grateful for that, and I think that it's the best way you can recover if you don't have that stress behind you I think you have stress enough in your own head when you're injured um, thinking about your future and thinking about just wanting to get, get back on the pitch so um, yeah they were great all mm. of them really
0: well and thankfully you did make your way onto the pitch as well and you know you were thrust into a squad with the likes of Leighton Baines Mikel Arteta Tim Cale Marouane Fellaini Stephen Pienaar you know how good was it to work with those like quality of players every single day
1: not oh, brilliant there were so many good players and, and I think um when you when you speak about the likes of like Leighton Baines, you know he was he was just getting into the team when I was playing there, and you know see the the career he had afterwards was just 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 amazing. And the same with the uh, Fellaini, uh, uh going on to play for Arsenal and and and, and stuff like that. It, it, it was a very very solid and good team with a lot of players. Yeah, peaking really with you know being in the in the right age, uh, late a twenties, start thirties, and then you had some experience also with the. With especially Phil Neville, you know, tr- tried a lot of things and, you know, got the experience there. So so uh, I think it was a great mixture uh, of uh, very good and, and, and solid players, also big, big talents. And then you had yeah, also Luis Saha, really, you know, mm-hmm. tried a lot at Man United. And um, he was also a very, very good teammate to... Um, yeah, and a good quality player. So I think you know I couldn't put my finger down and say you know we, we lacked quality uh, in in certain parts of the of the pitch. It was uh, it was a very very good and solid squad right from the uh, from the goalkeeper to the uh, to the strikers. So um, yeah, it was uh, it was a very very good team.
0: Hmm. Well, of course you've mentioned uh, witnessing the early stages of Leighton Baines. Uh, did you ever think he could go on to be as good as he has been for Everton over the over the you know the last decade really?
1: you can always see that you know players got a talent and uh he was a good player i think and also i think the 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 thing that uh that david David Moyes was worried about was the size of him but you know he just proved that it didn't matter if you're aggressive enough and uh yeah your talent is 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 big enough and i you know i can only uh, say that it's been amazing to watch him how good he's been for so many years and still playing it's um it's certainly, uh, yeah, it's been a, a very admirable career that he's had, uh, Leighton Baines. So, um, yeah, mm. big, big player, uh, big heart also. Very good personality. Very, uh, very easy uh, type. Uh, not, the, not the loudest uh, type. Not the to- not, 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 the Tommy gravis in the dressing room, but <laughs> but a very, very nice lad. So, uh, and I think most of the players. Uh, um, yeah, of course, Phil Neville, he, he spoke all the time. So, you know, it wasn't a lot of, of time to speak in the dressing room. He, he had to speak all the time. So, <laughs> no, no it, you know, that, that, that's also what I remember about the time in, at Everton was that, you know, it's we always had a good time. It was uh, always a smile and a uh, good atmosphere amongst the players. So, um, yeah.
0: Was there anyone who was a bit like that Tommy Gravinson sort of character in the dressing room?
1: I think it's difficult to be like John Brown. <laughs> and I wouldn't <laughs> advise anyone to try it. Really, <laughs> so no, not not really. But 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 um, I don't think you. Sometimes you got personalities like that, but sometimes you you don't. I think it was uh, it was a little bit more quiet mm. than than uh, than uh, than years before with him. So, uh, but it, it was all right. It it was a very solid uh, and and competitive environment, and I think. You know when when people needed to to speak out, you still had some big characters mm. like uh, Phil, for example, that uh, that did that. So um, yeah.
0: Mm. Well, speaking to other former players, you know, uh, they seem to think that Leon Osman was, you know, a bit of a joker in the dressing room. Did, would would you say he was? Yeah, he, you, was he was. But, the joker.
1: Yeah, he was the joker. But this thing, it it took me like half a year to understand what he was saying because when you when you, when you when you come to Everton and, and okay now now I'm playing football in England you know I, I learned my, my, my English at school and then you start off the first half the year yet you don't understand anything really so. <laughs> but he was funny yeah he was also a very good player you know a club player very very good personality also uh, Liam uh, so so yeah. Um, but I didn't understand his jokes for, for most of the time. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> Did you ever get that with David Moyes at all? Obviously, he's got quite a strong Scottish accent, hasn't
1: he? Oh, yeah. I remember when I spoke to him yeah, um, before I moved to, to Nuremberg, when I had that meeting with him, you know, I, I didn't understand anything. And he, I had the meeting with him and, and Alan Irvine wasn't, that was his yes, name, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I found it very, very difficult to understand. <laughs> but then you get used to it after, you know, when, when, when you heard, uh, heard the words uh, a couple of times, you know, they, okay, then you, you start to understand. But uh, it was very, very difficult for, for a Danish lad like me. <laughs> the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
0: Well, I mean, you, you, we've spoken about you finally getting back to fitness. And, you know, when you did get fit, you were fighting out for that position in the squad with Tony Hibbeth, who obviously got injured at the start of the season. Did you, was there a bit of a rivalry between you two at all?
1: Uh, no, re- not really. I I had, you know, I had my injuries, so he was playing and he also had his injuries. And, and I played a little bit at the, uh, at the end of the season. Uh, I, I don't remember if he got injured, uh, really but, but rivalry, you know you always you always have a competition in a team uh, but I think he, he played m- almost all of the game that games that season and when he didn't play, I think Phil Neville played right back so so you have a, a lot of quality there anyways um, no, but but rivalry yes and no, really uh, I think it it, it it I wasn't a a big competition for him because I was injured the most time and at the end of the season when I played. I played a, a couple of, of of decent games. I remember before the the, the cup final, final, David Moyes told me, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play with Tony." Mm. And uh, I think he he he'd been injured for for some weeks. And he said, "You must be disappointed." And I said, "Yes, of course I'm disappointed, but if I, you know, I I I understand that you choose the uh, the guy that has played so many games for the team. That's fair enough." Mm. So. Uh, and then he played, and he wasn't fit. You could uh, fit, um, and was substituted in the halftime. And I played the second half. Um, but I think it could have been been me in the first half struggling, anyways, because I wasn't I wasn't at a hundred percent either. So uh, yeah, we got a halftime each. In the, in the burning heat at, at Wembley uh, which was uh, you know obviously the biggest probably the biggest uh, game of my my career mm. but also the biggest disappointment of my career really the last game I played for Everson uh, mm. which was a little bit sad to be fair but uh, also you know uh, losing a game losing uh, losing a big opportunity to win a big title was mm. uh, yeah it was uh, very disappointing
0: mm. well I mean for Everton fans of a certain age you know like we we all know that Everton haven't really been uh, very successful on the trophy front over the last uh, few years or so. So this this FA Cup run was a really big thing for a lot of Everton fans. You know, did you did the squad really get that feeling as it was happening?
1: Yeah, <coughs> yeah I. I- I think we didn't we beat Liverpool at home in yeah. the quarter final
0: mm-hmm. yeah. um,
1: and I think that, that was the uh, the first time I got the feeling this is this is this is something something special um at that time I thought maybe it's because it's Liverpool um, I think I was at the bench at that time and then you know then you get to the semifinals and then playing at Wembley against uh, Man United and now okay now it, that could have been the final as well really you know with, with so many spectators and uh, the crowd it, it was just amazing and winning that on, on penalties it uh, you, then you know okay now it's serious <laughs> now it's serious business now you're in the final you know and 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 um, I think we just played before the final some weeks earlier. We played at Chelsea, really mm. uh, a draw zero zero. And I, I actually I played that game, and we should have won. I remember Joe, you know mm. the Brazilian strike, He mm. had a he had a, a very very big chance um, in the first half, going alone with the with the goalkeeper, yeah. and, and we could have won that game. So we we went into the final, you know, with the feeling that okay we we, we played zero zero at Stamford Bridge, and now we're playing them on on uh, at Wembley. And mm-hmm. we have a good chance, and mm-hmm. uh, and we did really. But then again, you could feel in the fi- in the final, you know, the big players they stepped up. Mm-hmm. Um, Drogba scoring that goal, Frank Lampard scoring a goal. Uh, they just had that that extra thing. Um, yeah, even though we, you know, we got that early goal. Louis scored that early early goal. Uh, but um, they were too strong and too experienced uh, mm-hmm. for us at the, at that time. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean you you uh, quoted before the final saying it you know it would be a dream for you to play at a stadium like Wembley you know it might not have been how you'd picture it but what was that experience like
1: I remember you know when you start start on the bench and um you don't expect to get on as a right back <laughs> <laughs> so and I remember I was sitting there uh, I, I actually I don't remember too much from the game because you know it's it's a big occasion uh, mm. and 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 uh it's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit funny to be there really because you always watch the game at the television, you know, big FA Cup finals uh, at the old Wembley especially, And then we sit there at the new brand new stadium. Mm. But I remember we were just sitting there in the, directly in the sun and it was it was so burning hot. And uh, to make it worse, they, they put some, some flame through us on the pitch before the game, you know, uh, blowing some fire out. And it was just 120 degrees. And you were sitting there in the sun and then suddenly uh, – um, uh, just at halftime David Moyes called me up and said you, you, get, get yourself ready you're going to play from the second half and you just oh okay then you okay I, I need to warm up and I remember running up and down running up and uh, warming up uh, for the game the second half and you just you know the, the, the your thoughts they're just flying uh, mm-hmm. in your head so uh, it was a it was it was it was special and and I think you know if, if you ask a lot of football players do you have a do you have a favorite stadium that you would like to play at you know I think a lot of players would, would actually pick Wembley because mm. it's a special place and I was so fortunate to play there again with the national team um, some years later so uh, but it's it, 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 it was probably uh, one of the biggest occasions uh, one of the biggest experiences in my, my career even though we lost.
0: Mm. What would, Do you remember what David Moyes' instructions were to you just before you came onto the pitch?
1: Not, not at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I don't remember anything. <laughs> I think I, I remember I played against Maluda, mm. uh, which had done very well in the first half. Mm. Uh, so it was just a matter of trying to stop him. I think it was. I, I think it was one-one at halftime. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Really, uh, I'm not even sure about yeah. that. Uh, you know yeah, because I you know. I don't I don't remember it too clearly so um so I no I absolutely have no clue what he said to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean we we've mentioned there, you know, Louis Sahar scored the fastest ever FA Cup final goal. You know, do, do you think do you think maybe Everton scored a bit too early on that occasion?
1: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe but 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 then again when, when you, you can never time when you when you when you wanna score a goal, I think we took the opportunity straight away, and 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 I think everybody had the feeling now we're going to win the win this because we beat Man United uh, in the semifinals. You know, then you think, okay, now we're going to beat them as well. Um, but then you know they they, they took over and um, and scored a great a drug, but scored a very great uh, header uh, one one, and then they you know they took control of the game as I remember it. And mm-hmm. um, when they scored, it was. Was a little bit of a matter of time before they they, uh, they 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 scored a goal, even though they didn't create you know a lot of big chances, but enough to uh, to control the game really. Uh, mm. So um, as I remember it, we were we were we were struggling in the second half.
0: Mm. I mean, you say there's a bit of a, a mixed feeling for you personally about that game. Obviously, it was fairly disappointing that that was your final appearance for Everton, but that was. Do you think that was the highlight of your Everton career, really?
1: Uh, uh, it would be very easy to say uh, to say yes, but 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 I don't think so. The, the 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 best memory I have was actually the my my first game at at Goodison playing against West Ham, which I played for later on in my career. Uh, I think we won three one or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't remember exactly. I remember it was a very hot day at Goodison and the, the crowd was there and the supportive as as always. And and that is actually the the finest memory because um most of my games i've been away from home and i only played one time at at goodison and that was the game against uh, west ham where i played all 90 minutes and i just remember i you know after the first half i could almost i i played a decent first half and the second half you know i I couldn't feel my legs anymore i was so tired i was it was uh, it was uh, incredible incredible uh but but um after the game, it was just nice to, you know, finally got that that game at, at Goodison because I, you know, been sitting on the bench for so many games, waiting on getting the opportunity after mm. my injury, and that and then it finally came against uh, West Ham, uh, and uh, that is actually the finest memory. Even though the FA Cup final is, is special, mm. but I think it's different um, because after the game at Goodison, after the uh, victory, you, you know, you leave with a smile on your face. Mm. When you lose a game, even though it's an FA Cup final, and you go up the stairs. I think it was Kofi Annan that handed over that that medal, silver mm. medal or whatever it was. You know, it's 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 not the right feeling as a as a sportsman. You want to win something, mm. so um, yeah, mm. a victory is always nicer.
0: Mm. I mean, you'll have heard a lot of stories about Go To Some Park and you know the atmosphere that the fans can generate there. Do, do you think it lived <clears> up? Do you think it bet- bettered your expectations? <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I think, I think, and I still think it is um, uh, one of the best places in the Premier League. Um, it's still the the old stadium, and I, you know, I absolutely love playing. Oh, I did love playing at, at at you know stadiums that were very close to the pitch, mm. which Goodison still is. You know, when you got all the new stadiums, it's it's a different environment. Uh, <clears throat> most of the stadiums are built differently, so the 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 crowd is further away from the pitch. So. Um, and and I, I you know I, I actually um, I was I was commentating the other day um, Everton against United the four uh, 0 victory They you mm. know uh, an amazing game really mm-hmm. and I you know I, I was thinking about um, another game we played that season I was at, uh, sitting on the bench mm. and we played Man United at home and um, I think we were losing one zero at halftime and then uh, Phil Neville said we you know. We, the crowd was—they—they they were quiet because Man United were very good. Uh, they had a very, very good team at that time. Ronaldo was playing, and he was amazing. And you know, and then Phil Neville—he—he uh, he said in the halftime, "We, guys, we need to do something. We—we—we um, we, we, we need a big tackle to get the, the the crowd going." And then after a few minutes in the second half, I don't remember. You know, if 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 if, if you you remember it, he just yeah. smashed Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, totally <laughs> smashed him. And then you, <laughs> straight away, Goodison was there. Mm. Boom, and the crowd was going, and and we got a result. You know, it it actually turned the game. And I was thinking, okay, this is this is what this is what uh, this is what this stadium can do, really, because um, the the you know our, our player just killed, and it, it was also a statement from him of being an old United player, yeah. you know. Uh, just smashing Ronaldo <laughs> in a big, big tackle, and he was very lucky not to be sent mm. off. To be fair, but it changed the game, and I think it ended one-one. Uh, we got mm. a draw, which was very, very good. And you know that was that was um, one of the times where you felt Goodison were just going rocking. You know, it was uh, it was amazing.
0: Mm. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that moment, really, because you know that Everton fans do still remember that. That was probably the moment that really, indeed. Phil Neville to the Everton fans, as you say, you know, an ex-Manchester yeah. United yeah. player, you know, flying yeah. into that kind of tackle on yeah. Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo was amazing. But do, do you think that was probably the best Goodison atmosphere that you experienced?
1: Probably, probably yes. Uh, probably, yeah. Um, there's been a lot. Also, you know, when when we beat uh, Liverpool in the FA Cup, but 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 it's it's difficult to uh, to say say this game was better than than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of good games that season. Uh, uh, I also remember, didn't we beat Arsenal at home? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but but I think we did. Uh, anyways, uh, when when you when you beat some of the big teams, um, it, the atmosphere will, will always be special. Uh, um, and um, but I al- always had the feeling that when we played at home, um, we always got the support that we uh, that we deserved. Uh, uh, and uh, Goodison was always a crowd that uh, appreciated when they could see that the players were doing everything they could. Um, so if you made a good tackle or you 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 have the right attitude on the pitch, you know they always uh, supported you, and um, that's all you can ask for as a as a football player, really.
0: Mm. And I mean, you know, we come to the end of that season now. Where the one year contract was up. Everton wanted to renew the contract. How did the decision come about to leave the club?
1: Yeah, like I said in, in the beginning, it was probably the, the no, it, it, it was a uh, uh, um, the wrong decision from my perspective. But they they wanted to um, to extend it for one year, mm. um, and uh, which which is understandable. You have a player that's been uh, injured, so they, it was actually you know. I should have been thankful to to get another opportunity, really. But I got the opportunity to to have two years at Blackburn, and and I chose the security of uh, of another year. I, I just, you know, I was my 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 wife was pregnant, and uh, you know, you're always searching for a little bit of security in your life, and that that's why I chose uh, Blackburn, really. And um, Sam Allardyce wanted me to play up there, uh, and in the beginning it seemed like the the right move for me. I played all the games, and then certainly. Uh, suddenly I didn't play anymore, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, um, I think it was a different, a little bit different uh, type of football. Um, so, uh, yeah, I should have stayed. It was, uh, it was not the right decision for mm-hmm. me, uh, and I also I, I went to to West Ham after what just one season and, and played there. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was a poor decision from from my uh, on my behalf, really. And um, mm-hmm. it's still, you know, sometimes when you look back at your career. Uh, you cannot you cannot you cannot make it make it over again but this is certainly a decision i would have chosen differently now when i look back at it
0: mm. do do you think it's probably one of the bigger regrets of your career yeah
1: yeah, yeah i think you can hear it in my voice as well it's it 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 was i had a very good year at west ham where i um, i played almost all of the games and uh, even though we got relegated it was a uh, i had a i had a decent season uh, mm. to be fair But but the year in between the year at Blackburn, I could it it wasn't yeah it wasn't a highlight. I should have stayed. I should have taken the opportunity to uh, to to fight myself into the team, um, being fit and getting up to 100% fitness um, after the first year there at at Everton. So um, yeah, it's it's certainly a regret, but it's how it is now. Um, Mm. And
0: uh, yeah. Did you have a conversation with David Moyes when you made this decision? Was he trying to convince you to stay?
1: I think you know. I think he he was uh, he had the opinion that he gave me an opportunity to to get another year, which which I I, I totally understand. And um, I remember after the game, it was a little bit. Uh, it was a little bit. Um, how can you say? Um, since we just lost the FA Cup final, and then we, we we needed to talk afterwards, you know, if if I should stay or not. And I I remember he had some conversations with my my agent, and uh, yeah, then then I got the opportunity to take it to Blackburn, and then yeah, he just told him, or we told him that I was going to do that, and um, they were only willing to to uh, to offer me one year. So, uh, yeah, I chose, I took the wrong, I, I made the wrong choice. <laughs>
0: <to be fair. laughs> I mean, after, after that, of course, like you've said, you spent some time elsewhere in the Premier League, went back to Denmark for another successful spell before you retired in 2016. In general, how do you look? how do you look back on your career as a whole?
1: Uh, I've been I've been very fortunate to to um, to be living in a lot of countries Germany England France uh, I actually took I actually played two years in France um, after three years in Denmark at the end mm-hmm. so uh, <clears throat> so it's been a very big um, experience for me and my family um, and uh, even though you you earn you earn some some decent uh, money when you play football I think the experiences you get living in living abroad especially for me as a as a Danish lad, it's, it's you know it's something that you can use later on in in, in your life, mm. and uh, I'm very grateful that um, that I had the opportunity to be playing professionally for 20 years, mm. uh, and that's a long time. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit scary when, when I say 20 years, but I actually played professional for 20 years, mm. and uh, all the experiences, uh, all the people I met on my, my road has been, uh, you know, it's 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 also forming you as an individual. Um, Trying to to uh, to learn from everybody and um, yeah, I'm um, I'm very grateful that this journey that I've 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 done in football has has formed me as a as a person really.
0: Mm. Where does your time with Everton rank there? You know, and living in the city of Liverpool, of course, as well.
1: Uh, very very high, very very high. Like I said, it's 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 i think it's the biggest club i played for uh and i had a very good time also uh outside football um even though it's uh, he wasn't playing at everton but you know i i was living very close to my very good friend daniel aga who had a very mm. big career at liverpool uh, which is still a very good friend of mine and mm. uh, so 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 the life outside football was uh, was very easy for me i also had some some local friends actually that was that i was living next to and uh, I I I liked living in in, in Liverpool very much. Uh, you know, you hear, hear you hear some uh, some things about the city before you move there, but I have to say it was you know, I, it, it was a very nice place to live. Uh, I did did never feel insecure, and uh, even though it's raining a little bit, it's, <laughs> it's 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 a nice city, you know. It's and uh, I could play my golf. You have a lot of nice golf courses, uh, <laughs> so when the sun is shining, occasionally you can take your. Uh, your clubs and go at the, at the links and you know mm. i think it was a very easy and in, enjoyable life really mm.
0: have you ever been back to the city or to everton at all since ever since leaving
1: uh, yeah i've been uh, i've been back to liverpool uh, twice and i've been back to goodison one time uh, when i was working really so uh, but it's, it's not enough i should i should go there more often really because mm. it's uh, it's a very nice place to go and if you want to you know as a as a tourist if you want to go and and uh, and have a good experience, football experience, Goodison is still one of the places places you sh- you should go. You should not go to the new stadiums. You should go to the old <laughs> old old style stadiums like Goodison, really. So uh, it will certainly be uh, a place where I will take my children in the future to uh, to to watch a football game or two.
0: Mm, well, I mean, a lot of former players have said once Everton has touched you, nothing will be the same. Is that something that you would agree with then?
1: I, I say, yeah I, I I totally agree and I can still see a lot of uh, a lot of the physios and and Kidman and and all the you know they were they were there when I was playing at, at at Everton so I think I think that if I go there I will I will still be warm welcomed and uh, the door will still be open <laughs> for a cup of coffee or two I think so you know it's it's it, it was a, a big family really a big family club uh, so you know sometimes um, you feel. It's it's difficult to explain, but 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 some places you you think that you will always have a warm welcome, and and uh, I think if I go back to uh, to the training ground at Everton, you know, I think they, the the door will still be will still be open if, <laughs> sure if I want a cup of, of, of coffee there. So uh, I'm,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm sure it definitely will, it definitely will. Uh, and as you say, you're working as a pundit now back in Denmark. You, have you been keeping up with Everton this season?
1: Yeah, actually um, I watched them quite a lot of times, like I said to you just before, I um, I was commenting the game against uh, United, which was uh, it was it was a big experience uh, because then I had the same feeling like like the game we we played ourselves against Man United uh, uh, ten years ago, uh, so that that four nil victory was just amazing, mm-hmm. and then, then it's it's been a little bit of a uh, a weird season really because you had a lot of very good results and then you know after the uh, you know you had a lot of big games winning at home against Chelsea and Arsenal and then you know that big disappointment at Fulham after that and the end of that that was also a big disappointment for me really <laughs> because I think the you know the chance getting very close to top six was there um, but um, yeah then again you know uh, the Premier League is just getting very very difficult with the, with the six very very big powerful teams um at the top 6 but i, I hope very much that uh, that everton can challenge for for european spot the the, the next season i think it's 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 look it's, it's looking very very good at the moment mm-hmm. with some very uh, exciting players um so um hopefully everton can uh, play in europe and uh, also uh, compete for uh, for the uh, for the fa cup again next season
0: <laughs> Well, obviously, Marco Silva's the manager now. Uh, what do you, what do you make of him? Do you think the club's on in on the right track with him?
1: I think when you when you point your finger down right now, I think yes. Uh, I know it's it, you know it's been there's been some ups and downs during the season, but uh, I certainly think that uh, the way he uh, he plays right now is. Um, is very positive, uh, like I said before. I very, very much like the the game against Man, Man United, where you could see that aggressiveness, and you could also see some, even though they don't play the same, same exactly the same kind of football anymore. You could, you, I still, and you can also feel that goodison, the people they appreciate when they can see that that. That you play the ball forward and you press your opponent and you give everything and that was the feeling I had when I, when I, when I was commenting on that game for for the Danish television. You know, really, I, I had the same feeling. I think that that the crowd had at at Goodison that the the, the players they uh, they gave everything. Um, yeah, so uh, I think they're on the right track.
0: Well, Lars, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Uh, thank you again for coming on.
1: It was a pleasure talking to you as well. And uh, yeah, Um, like I said, um, i will always uh, help wherever I can as long as it's uh, with a blue heart.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you'll (laughs) always be welcome back at Goodison Park. Uh, I hope so. (laughs) You've been listening to the latest Royal Blue podcast.
1: You've been listening to the Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo.